0: Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Friday, July 2nd. The province lifted COVID 19 mandated restrictions on Canada Day, but are the businesses, many of which were closed or restricted over the past 15 months, ready to go again? We discuss with Ruhi Ismail Desha, Acting Director, Policy and Communications with the Calgary Chamber. Next, it's our weekly chat with Mayor Nahed Nenshi. And with Alberta now officially open for business and the mask mandate lifted across the province, with the exception of here in Calgary, we ask the mayor his thoughts on whether the mandate will be lifted in the city in the coming days. Calgary's doing its best to bring new business to town with an emphasis on those in the tech sector. But not all of them are traditional tech jobs. We speak with the CEO of Alberta Innovates to tell us about the new ag-focused venture coming to our city. And finally, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics are coming up in just a few weeks, and many of the teams are now being announced. One of the names heading to the games comes from Vulcan, Alberta. We meet rugby player Kiara Wardley and hear about her journey, which has led her to compete for gold. It's been a long, hard road for businesses in Calgary as they've dealt with closing, opening, closing, and opening again over the course of the pandemic. The Calgary Chamber of Commerce has been there with them throughout, and now we're officially open for summer. Ruhi ismail Desha is the, act, uh, the chamber's acting director of policy and communications and says it's time to get back to business. Good morning to you, Ruhi. Good morning. Well, can businesses just throw open their doors and get back to it, or do they have some work to do before they can really get back to normal?
1: There's definitely still work to be done before we are totally back to normal. Uh, We're not quite out of the woodwork of challenges, but it's a really exciting uh, day and we're optimistic about the
2: future going forward. It is exciting for sure. So, Ruhi, what's the Chamber's role in helping businesses get back up to speed?
1: The Chamber is a strong advocate for businesses, and so one of the key things we've been doing throughout the pandemic is working closely with government to ensure that businesses do have the supports that they need to be successful during this time. Uh, We're going to continue doing more of that, and so businesses, as we talked about, will need more support going forward. We're calling on government to continue consulting with business, providing businesses with the support they need to, to deal with things like rehiring and some of those challenges that are coming their way. Uh, we're also providing businesses with some of the tools and resources that they need to be able to navigate the pandemic and the changing restrictions as well.
0: What are you hearing uh, from businesses that are uh, members of the chamber when it comes to, you know, the safety issues and, and maybe even their employees feeling safe? Are you hearing about some trepidation from some of these businesses?
1: Consumer confidence is top of mind for us. And I think a, a top of mind for many of our members and businesses across the Calgary community. There's definitely uh, groups of people who are not quite ready for a full reopening, and that's fine. Uh, Businesses are keeping in mind that many people might prefer to, for example, sit on a patio uh, than be indoors. And, And we'll continue to see that moving forward, but slowly I think people will feel more comfortable with getting back to normal. Uh, In the meantime, calling on people to to think about how they can support local. And so it doesn't necessarily mean we have to throw the doors open on everything based on people's comfort levels, but to think twice about how we are able to support local uh, when we're making those purchasing decisions.
2: There's still uh, a little bit of confusion surrounding masking requirements. The province lifting theirs, but the city of Calgary still in place till at least Monday anyway. So is right. this a problem for business owners city hearing of any confusion there? Or are they just kind of doing their thing because they've been able to do their thing for the past, what, 16 months or so? You're
1: right. They've been able to do their thing for the last, 16-ish months uh, and businesses in Calgary have gone above and beyond to adhere to public health restrictions Mm -hmm. whether imposed by the city or the province and I'm confident that they will continue to do so. We do hear mixed things from members. Some are excited about not having masks and some actually feel that masks help with consumer confidence and getting people feeling comfortable in stores and restaurants. So Ultimately that decision lives with the health authorities and I have total confidence that businesses will continue to adhere adhere to whatever guidelines are in place to maintain uh, our safety and ensure that our reopening is in fact permanent
0: i 'm wondering, do you think that the, you know this pandemic, although unfortunate, may be you know an unintended consequence to shine the spotlight on the calgary chamber for for businesses who didn 't realize that they could have such a resource or you know strengthen numbers of being part of an organization like the Calgary Chamber? Do you think you're going to be seen in a different light
1: I think so we 've had over hundred members join the chamber since January uh, alone and have had a lot of engagement from members through that time. I think a lot of people are realizing that government has a major role uh, to play in the success of their business. And and the Chamber's been thinking really uh, closely about how we can best support businesses, including through a rapid testing program, for example. Uh, so we're offering rapid test kits to businesses to make sure that employees do feel safe uh, and that there, that there isn't workplace spread.
2: I know you've done a lot for the businesses throughout. So thank you for that. And uh, we're happy that that everybody's able to throw the doors open and we're going get, to get back to it and hopefully masks off as of Monday. So thanks so much for joining us, Rui. Appreciate your time. <laughs> thank you. That is Ruhi Ismail Desha, who is the Acting Director, Policy and Communications at the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. You can go online, calgarychamber.com.
0: 8.12 mornings with Sue and Andy and yesterday uh, province officially open for business open for summer uh, but the city of Calgary mask bylaw remains in place until at least Monday for some that's just fine for others it's being overcautious, given that the province lifted their mask requirements yesterday uh, with his thoughts and maybe some insight as to where we'll be heading we're joined by Calgary Mayor Nahed Nenshi good morning to you Mr. Mayor good morning friends well, it's uh, all eyes on Monday, uh, July 5th, of ahead of Monday. Can you give us some sort of an insight or what sort of discussion uh, needs to be had or what sort of considerations?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, the numbers are looking actually very good or we're looking very good. Uh, we we had numbers up until yesterday, I think, or up until Wednesday. Uh, and the second doses are looking good. The infection rates are down. The Delta variant, while well, still concerning, um, is slowing down a little bit. So. You know, council will look at a number of options um, from what do we do with kids in our day camps and our recreation facilities. Uh, The province has already said that masks are still required on transit and in taxis for the immediate future, which is good. Uh, So we'll have a lot of conversations about that. You know, and I'm hearing very broadly from businesses all over the spectrum. You know, some are saying, please keep it in. We want to protect our staff. Some are saying, you know, we're tired of fighting with anti-maskers and we want our staff to not have to fight with them anymore. Uh, so ultimately, we'll have a good conversation. But, you know, this, much has been made of this huge difference between us and the province. But ultimately, uh, I think that the largest spread between us and the province will be a few weeks. Uh, and in fact, we may choose, uh, if the numbers look good over the weekend, we may choose to follow the province's lead in a lot of places as early as Monday.
2: You know, Mayor, we get some comments from the odd person who is not a giant fan of Mayor Nahid Nenshi and they refer but to you as... I know. There, there, there are a couple of them. Um, but, they you know, they often start their text with, Dr. Nenshi seems to think that he knows better. So, can you tell us, you know, why the city did ultimately decide to to go with Monday for, you know, the removing the mask mandate? Where, did, where does that information come from and what did you base it on?
3: Well, partially because that's what our council meeting is. Um, but... You know, we actually have been speaking with, uh, from the very beginning, I've had a group of experts who are doctors from the University of Calgary uh, that have been working with us a lot, um, really helping us analyze all the data from around the world. We're part of an international group that works with epidemiologists at places like Harvard and uh, Johns Hopkins University. So we're really working hard to make sure we're operating on the best possible data, which, by the way, is no different. Than what the province does you know they listen to dr hinshaw and they either choose to take her advice or not take her advice and you know dr henry and bc and dr hinshaw have both said that indoor masking is probably something you want to keep doing as a personal choice anyway mm-hmm. uh which tells you a lot about what their advice to the province actually has been uh versus what the province chose to take right um and you know so we just try to listen to the best experts from around the world and make our decisions based on that and you know ultimately uh, the folks who are currently defending the government of Alberta are the same folks who were really criticizing the government of Alberta before. Because let's be clear, the government of Alberta has very rarely got the timing right over the last 15 months. Uh, they're they're not that credible on this. I hate to say. Uh, we did in fact, don't forget, just two months ago have the highest infection rates in the world because they were too slow off the mark uh, in restrictions, uh, which they have done continuously through this. So we're looking to really try and be. Follow
0: the best advice in the world on this stuff. Uh, Mayor, let's uh, let's suppose that the mask uh, uh, you know, mandate is lifted on Monday, uh, but certain private businesses decide to still enforce them. I'm thinking, like, let's throw Costco, for example, a store like Costco. If they say we still want to have masks, uh, what sort of support will the city be giving to businesses that decide to keep it uh, in, in instilled?
3: Well, you know, ultimately, our only uh, power is through that bylaw. So if the bylaw is repealed, we can't really help enforce. But I really will reach out to people and say, as I've said, look, everyone's going to move at a different pace. You know, some people are just ready and raring to go. Some people are going to take a while. I just heard... uh, uh, a series of person-on-the-street interviews uh, in which about 85% of the people who were interviewed, just regular people on the street, said, now nah, I'm going to still wear my mask indoors and in stores and stuff, at least for the next few weeks or the next month. And so ultimately, just be kind to one another. Everybody just, you know, make sure that we understand people are moving at different speeds, that a lot of people are mourning a lot of loss. A lot of people have been touched by COVID more than others. And we're all going to get through this. And With a little bit of luck and a lot of second doses, uh, we will be able to continue to move forward and not have to move backwards, as we've seen in too many places.
0: 819, mornings with Sue and Andy, and another uh, opportunity to speak with Mayor Nahed Nenshi. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor.
3: Good morning.
0: I want to ask you about this. And I know, I know that maybe I'm not sure what sort of, you know, um, processes in place at City Hall to turn the heat down. But if if you have any ideas to turn this heat down, it's been incredible. So I got a two part for you. You know, how do you personally beat the heat? But, uh, you know, uh, the second part is we're a city designed to deal with 20 centimeters of snow and bitterly cold temperatures. How prepared uh, was the city for this? Because this is unprecedented.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I think pretty well prepared. And I've when I was uh, going home last night at about one in the morning and I heard rain hit my car, it was a wonderful thing, uh, though it didn't seem to last very long. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we're coming out of this now. And uh, I really uh, continue to encourage people to do a couple of things. So number one is check in on vulnerable people. Check in on your elderly friends and relatives who are living alone and other vulnerable people. Just make sure they're okay. You know, earlier this week... My mom happened to be talking to an auntie of mine who mentioned that her fan was broken. We were able to get down there and give her a fan. Um, You know, things like that can make uh, make a real difference for people. Uh, And so just stay cool. And if you're finding yourself too warm, keep in mind that there are plenty of places that you can go to be cool. Everything from taking a drive in your car if you're lucky enough to have one with air conditioning or a transit vehicle that are air conditioned to going to the shopping mall or the library or the rec center. Um, just to cool down a little bit Uh, and there are a number of uh, cooling centers like uh, places of faith mosques and temples and churches that have opened their doors uh, to cool people down and you can see a list of those at calgary.ca and as for me you know i've been drinking a lot of water a friend of mine who's from the caribbean suggested that i add a few grains of salt to the water to replace the electrolytes seems to be working Uh, and i'm also a big fan of the cold towel on the back of the neck
2: Okay, those are all great mm-hmm. options. Agree with you on that one. Um, you know, is there anything that that we can sort of do to help out, do you think, with mustard seed and organizations like that through the city mayor? I mean, they've been asking people to donate water, uh, cases of water, bottles of water if possible. Is the city doing anything to, to kind of help out in that regard?
3: Yeah, we were uh, through Calgary Emergency Management. Man, they've had a busy year, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got, we got flats and flats and flats of water that we've been able to help distribute to vulnerable people as well. Um, you know, water fountains are now back on, water parks and splash parks are on and so on. And, you know, we just continue to look after one another. Frankly, we were lucky, uh, even though we've had record heat here, that uh, it wasn't a couple of degrees higher. Uh, because what we saw in British Columbia with vulnerable people getting very ill and, and passing away, mm-hmm. we haven't seen those spikes in here in Calgary, thank goodness. Uh, a lot of that is because we're looking after one another, but a lot of that is just because uh, the temperature was just a teensy bit below what we saw in those places.
0: Wow. And just to recap, you said you got home at one o'clock last night or this morning. It was a busy Canada day for you.
3: You know, not as busy as normal, uh, but I did. Uh, I, I enjoyed being out and about. I realized that it was the first time I'd been out in community, you know, in months and months. Uh, it was nice. You know, I spent. Uh, some time at a vigil on Prince's Island for Indigenous children. I had the opportunity to visit a couple of different communities uh, in the city and then uh, finished off the night at a really great uh, concert in Bridgeland that uh, Councillor Jean-Pierre Lacroix had pulled together with the incredible Indigenous artist, artist, Wendy Walker. I gave a couple of big barn-burning speeches, so that was fun. (laughs) I tried to get people fired up about what we need to do. Uh, Elder Casey Eagle Speaker had taught me a word and said, stop talking about reconciliation start talking about reconciliation. action. Mm. And so, you know, we talked a lot about what to celebrate about Canada. Day. You know, I, I, I just realized a few weeks ago that this July, this month, marks the 50th anniversary since my family came to Canada. Wow. And, you know, my mother was pregnant with me at the time, so that's how old I am. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's a lot to celebrate about this incredible country that we've built. But yesterday for me was about helping p- inspire people to further action to an even better and It was fantastic. And you know what? It was a tough decision on those fireworks, and I'm so glad we did it. Mm-hmm. I felt that we were really honoring those kids. We were chasing away that evil, and we were lighting our way to a better future.
2: Hear, here. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
3: Thank you. Great weekend, everyone. Stay safe.
2: That is Calgary Mayor Nahed Nenshi.
0: 719, it's mornings with Sue and Andy. When most people think agriculture, they think of farmland, cows, chickens, combines, and farmers in bib overalls. But agriculture in 2021 is anything but low-tech. The province, the city, and Alberta Innovates announced earlier this week the move of Thrive to the city, which will have their Canadian headquarters right in Calgary. Thrive is one of the world's largest agricultural technology accelerators, described as Alberta agriculture meets Silicon Innovation. Alberta Innovation CEO Laura Kilcrease joins us now to tell us more. Good morning to you, Laura. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, you've joined forces with the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund to bring jobs and investment to the city and Alberta's agriculture sector. So, what kind of money are you bringing to the table? How, how, do, how does this work?
4: Well, it, it's really simple. We, in the last year and a half, actually brought together um, a group of funders of innovation for the ag sector. And we think this is tremendously important because we have such opportunities in Alberta in the ag sector. So we have brought Cain, the Canadian agri food and Innovation Network, ERA for Emissions Reduction in Ag, and ARDA, the not-for-profit from uh, the Ministry of Ag. Together, that's $200 million to go into technology in the ag sector, the robotic farm, the the use of um, artificial intelligence, the use of sensors, all to get higher production, higher quality and trackability of food from farm to table. Now, putting that 200 million together, ready for farmers, is is only the first stage. Next stage is there's businesses that are going to come out of this. And those businesses will, uh, to, to help that farmer with that technology, will need to be accelerated. And therefore, Thrive Accelerator is a platform by which we can uh, get the ag tech startups to literally, I hate to be, use the pun, thrive in Canada. So whether that's mentorship, educational resources, how to connect with customers, another great benefit of Thrive, they have 14 major uh, cu- customer type partners around the world, the big food giants that are always looking for new things and new products to buy, whether those new things are new technology for their own production or whether there's actually greater production of food to go into the system. So having this based in Calgary, in Alberta, for all of Canada is so incredibly important.
2: So, I mean, once the startups are up and running, they they then would get a chance through your your program to get in front of investors and and create more jobs and more innovation in this ag sector. So uh, you know how how do they go about it? Who can qualify it and and start trying to get some of this money?
4: Yeah, well, there's two sets of money. One set of money is through uh, organization, the not for profit like Kane, on the just the tech side. And they can apply to any open calls through Cain, C-A-A-I-N. Go look it up on the website. On Thrive, they can apply to Thrive. We'll have open calls every year for companies that can apply. And by the way, those companies are not just Albertan, not just Canadian. Any company, ad company around the world that wants to be here in the heart of the prairies, in the heart of the action of what's going on, can be here love
0: it. Good stuff. And, uh, you know, all the best in the future moving forward. Sounds mm-hmm. like a very ambitious project. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Laura Kilcrease, CEO for Alberta Innovates.
2: It's a long way from the rugby pitch in Vulcan, Alberta to the Olympics, but that's the journey being made by Kiara Wardley. She was a standout rugby player in high school, a natural fit for the National Rugby Training Centre in Victoria, where she spent the last few years training and playing internationally with hopes of making the Olympic team. Well, that dream finally came through for the Albertan, the only Albertan on the women's rugby seven squad heading to Tokyo. Good morning, Kiara. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you so much. Okay, so July 23rd, that's when the Olympics kick off. Are you freaking out yet? Yes, I'm most definitely (laughs) freaking out. (laughs) Tell us how you got here. What what got you started playing rugby? I mean, it's a tough game. It is a physical and strong game. Mm. How did you get into it?
5: Yeah, I I actually was a dancer for as long as I can remember. And my brother really pushed me into joining other sports and, and to kind of keep my options open um so i started with volleyball and volleyball was my number one i was hoping to go the whole way with that and then my brother told me i needed an off-season sport and that off-season sport was rugby so i joined the program in in grade seven and um, at our high school and honestly hated it to be honest <laughs> um it was 15 so obviously quite a bit of contact and definitely longer longer games but I stuck through it because I needed that off-season sport, and grade grade 12 came around, and I found Rugby Sevens, and I absolutely fell in love. I I obviously wanted to go everywhere with volleyball, but being as short as I was, I, I knew I kind of wouldn't be able to have that opportunity, and I, I yeah, I fell in love with Sevens, and actually had the, a great opportunity to go come out here to Victoria to train with the Olympic squad. And that's what I did as soon as I graduated high school. And I haven't left back since. Do
0: you remember the time, Kiara, because it sounds like it wasn't love at first sight. You say you, it sounds like you grew <laughs> into that. Do you remember when you said, not only do I love this sport, I'm I'm really good at it.
5: It was definitely within sevens that I found that. Um, I mean, in 15s, I, I would make, you know, 80-meter breaks, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this for another 40 minutes, and I just, like, wasn't having it, and then found sevens, and I was like, wow, I can make the same break, and I only have to play for another eight minutes or whatever. So I think that's definitely when I when I fell in love and, and just, you know, to have the opportunity to, to play more than one game in a day is is what I found very interesting that, you didn't have to, you know, like exert your body over the whole 60 or 80 minutes that you're playing in 15. Um But, yeah, just just the fast pace of sevens. I just it really caught my eye. And um, just the speed of it is, is ridiculous. And I I just love it. I love it so much.
2: Rugby sevens more than even the other have, have really it's really become something that Canadians. We've become fascinated with this sport. We're totally into it. This is a big deal, isn't it now?
5: Yes, it's huge. I I remember playing when I was younger and everyone was like, "Oh, you play rugby?" Like, what's that? Like like what are you doing there? And now it's like, "Oh my gosh, we want to support you and everything. We want to come up to your games. Like, we love rugby. We love sevens. And I think it's I think it's the fast pace of the game that mm-hmm. that really brings people's attention towards it and it's yeah, it's such a fun game. I mean, who wouldn't love it?
0: not just fast-paced Kiara you know from my experience playing rugby a little bit in high school and then as a spectator watching it break out the band-aids the Voltaren and the <laughs> Tiger bomb do you ever get off uh, without a scratch from one of these games
5: I mean yes and no <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of part of the game so it'll it'll come with it but with seven it's it's such a fast-paced game and there's so much space on the field it's you're not making as many tackles as you would in 15, so it really just depends on who you're playing.
2: Before we let you go, I want to ask you, how often does your brother now remind you that you owe him, that he's responsible <laughs> for you going to the Olympics?
5: Um, honestly, I'm very lucky. It's it's not, not too bad, but he definitely like, likes to bug me about it.
2: <laughs> What's his name? Do you want to give him a shout out? Yes, Evan Wardley. Thank you so much for for pushing me into rugby. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Evan, because now we get to go watch Kiara at the Olympics, and we're pretty excited. Well, congratulations. It's been an awesome journey from Vulcan, Alberta. Good luck at the Olympics. Kick some butt. We'll be cheering you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That is Kiara Wardley, Team Canada Women's Rugby 7 Olympian
0: watcher at the Tokyo Games. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast.
2: Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play or
0: wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 5:30 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.